and welcome to episode 104 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Heather. You're pointing like sideways. I couldn't tell if that was pointing. Yeah, I'm sort of, yeah, I'm sort of sad that, you, that we're not doing this on YouTube for a while because Heather's pointing, pointing, Heather was at, pointing, my second, well, pointing was, at my second screen, but the uh, camera yeah, is on my first second screen. screen. So all she's doing is pointing off camera. Well, to be fair, this is where Charlotte exists on my second screen. She's over here. <laughs> all right. And on this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess podcast, we are going to be talking about Disney theme park innovations. Um, so things that were specifically created for or by um, the Disney theme parks. And, you know, some of them have gone on to have much larger implications in the greater world. And so we're going to talk about, uh, we've got about a half dozen things or so that we're going to talk about today. Because um, most people don't know exactly, the, just, some of these you're going to know, and some of these I think you're going to be surprised by. We yeah. would not, there's a lot of things that we take for granted that apparently Disney created. So who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Um, so this was actually a fun topic to research. It's not the topic I was supposed to be researching, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a different topic in mind, but don't worry, we're going to do it in a few weeks. Was that, let's talk about Disney specific designs like the trash cans. And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. And I started researching it and it, I wound up with a different list and then we were talking about it and she's like, oh no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Which is fantastic because now we have another topic for another day to talk about. Yeah. So. I, I actually really like this list uh, and I think that this is a really great topic. So I'm not, I'm not upset. Uh, this is good. <laughs> yes. So trash cans may come up more than once over the next few yes, weeks. We, it might be, yes, it might be the Disney Park trash can podcast pretty soon. Yeah. Um, we do, we do love our Disney Park trash cans. Uh, all right. But first... There's actually a little bit of Disney news for the first time in a while. Um, Heather, why don't you tell us about the Disneyland, or well, I can't really call it Disneyland news, I guess. It, I have to call it Downtown Disney District news, because otherwise people will start to freak out. <laughs> and like, I don't want to get mean? There's news, there's news. Yeah. Um, I guess a day or two ago, uh, the Disneyland Resort announced that they are going to be opening Buena Vista Street at Disney's California Adventure. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Vista Street is the main thoroughfare leading into California Adventure. So basically that park's version of Main Street USA. And so they announced that they are going to be opening a few shops like Elias and Company. Um, the Starbucks is going to be open. So a couple, not all, but a couple of the shops on Buena Vista Street will be open for shopping. And then um, they're also going to open the Carthay Circle Lounge, not the restaurant, the lounge um, for dining. And they'll have a limited menu and new cocktails. So I, I feel like something Disneyland does better than any other Disney park except for maybe Tokyo is the ability to create specialty snacks and cocktails for every event. So they're going to be doing that. They haven't announced an official opening date yet, but it's sometime in November and I am very excited about it. Can't yeah, wait. I, I think it's um, great. I'm surprised it took them this long, honestly, because we have another theme park miles from Disneyland in Orange County here and it's called Knott's Berry Farm. Some of you may have heard of it, but they've been doing kind of like their own little mini version of food and wine festivals for the last six months. They just opened up certain parts of the park and people can come in and you don't need a park ticket, but you can buy a pass to kind of 
sample your way around these different booths. Um, and so that's their version or their way of kind of getting around these restrictions. So there's no rides or attraction, nothing like that is open. It's just a couple of shops in the, the restaurant. I'm assuming that the Carthay Circle Lounge will have taken over the little rotunda there or the little like traffic circle and put um, tables out there because dining still is outdoor only here in California. Um, so I can't imagine that they, they won't be able to have the indoor couches and such. So that's what I'm assuming is going to happen. Yeah. What, what a unique like a, I way. I think it's oh, such ahead. a unique way to see that park. Like, especially if they put out the stuff like that, it's going to be interesting. I yeah. mean, I'm just excited to be able to, I mean, I've been going to downtown Disney here every so often just kind of like see what's new and get a Disney fix. So, I mean, it, look, it's there's not going to be tons to do. You're probably going to need a reservation. Again, they haven't announced that, but I'm guessing you'll need a reservation to eat. And it's really just an extension of um, the world of Disney for shopping. But it's just going to be nice to be able to move an extra 50 feet and get <laughs> into that park, take some <laughs> pictures, you know, it'll, it'll be nice. It'll It's just nice to be able to get back into that, that scenery and maybe hear some of the background music. Maybe they'll have some street performers who knows i don't know if they're allowed to do that but it'll, i'm excited yeah. for it yeah. yeah and they're going to have um the churro carts i guess are going to be open and the popcorn carts are going to be open people are very excited about uh -huh. to get their disneyland popcorn so oh the disneyland churros the, if, if you haven't had a disneyland churro you have not had a churro they're so good and the ones <laughs> in florida or even the ones anywhere else for whatever i don't know what they do to it but it does not compare so i'm excited mm -hmm. for that <laughs> uh, and then the other piece of news, and this isn't even, I don't know if this even qualifies as news, but it does right now in the current environment and people lost their minds on the internet, it sort of made us chuckle. Um, the entrance gates, you know, that, that, that when you pull through on your way into Walt Disney World, they used to be the big purple gates with Mickey on them and it says Walt Disney World. And, you know, if you're on the Magical Express bus, they play the music and it's a big deal and everybody takes pictures. Um, those are getting a paint job. That's it. <laughs> I, people are like I, either super excited or up in arms. And I was just sitting there like I was even watching our Facebook page and our Facebook group going, I don't have an opinion on this. It's just paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. paint, but whatever. Like, they, they made it blue and they added a little sparkle to it. So I am here for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they yeah. basically like painted it in Sarah colors. Well, wait, so, have they done it yet? Because when I was there last week, I can tell you that they're starting it. They started touched. it the day they announced it. They literally started painting it yesterday. So yeah, it's not, but, but you can see the concept art. You can see where they're going with it. I'll reserve final judgment until I see it, but I think they needed an update. They've been the same for like 20, 20 years yeah, 20. and i mean it's just the entrance gates guys yeah <laughs> like i mean you, you see it for 2.4 seconds on your exactly. way in like yeah. yeah and there's signs everywhere that say no stopping no stopping you can't you know so you can't really yeah. take them in so yeah yep so anyway that was the other news but uh, <laughs> you know people i mean people need something to get, get excited about right now like we're all stuck in our houses yeah. <laughs> can't go anywhere so you know yeah Gotta have an opinion on something, I guess. Personally, I think there's a lot of things to have opinions on right now, but the entrance gates has been added to the list. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, um, Heather mentioned our Facebook group, and I, of course, always want to talk about our Facebook group because I love our Facebook group so much. Um, I think we have the best group of people in there. It's getting bigger every day. Um, so much fun. We are leading up to the presidential elections here in the U.S. If you're listening to us in the U.S., election day is November 3rd. We're reminding you to get out and vote. And so every day, every weekday between now and election day, we're having 
uh, Disney elections. So every day there's something that you can vote for on either our Instagram story, our Facebook page, um, and in our Facebook group, we're posting them, the polls in sort of all three places. Um, and we've had a few different things and it's been a lot of fun. And I would just like to say that so far today, I'm extremely shocked that more people like Dole Whips than Mickey Bars. I'm just <laughs> going to say it. I, I thought I knew these people and then they all care. went Dole Whip on me. <laughs> I feel like Mickey bars, I mean, I don't like either of them. So here, take my opinion for what it's worth. But I feel like Mickey bars are best eaten in the winter or inside a room where there's air conditioning because those are hard to eat. Like, they just, the chocolate just melts off you. And you're just you are constantly not covered. eating them fast enough. <laughs> That's part of the charm is yeah. eating them like fast enough so they don't melt all over you. Yeah, it's no, you versus you. the sun. Yeah. No. Anyway. All right. So if you have not joined our Facebook group, you definitely should. It's just search for Disney Park Princess on Facebook under groups. We have a page that you can like and a group that you can join. So, and then of course, if you are a Patreon subscriber and if you are, we love you so, so, so much. Thank you so much to everybody that has joined, that is supporting us, that has, we've had some people increase their support. We've had, you know, new supporters. Um, you now have the option to pay up front if you want to, and you get a little bit of a discount. So if you pay for your year's membership up front, um, there's a small discount associated with that. We've had a few people do that, which is fantastic. Um, so make sure that you go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. Uh, and once you become a supporter, there is a private Facebook group that is just for our Patreon supporters as well. So a little <laughs> stuff. All right. So coming up next, we are going to be talking about Disney specific theme park innovations. Stay tuned. Let's just start at the top with the one that we knew we were talking about. <laughs> The trash cans at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. Um, Just Disney I, this trash is, cans, I think, in general. Yes. So this is what's what started it, but because everybody no, notices these trash cans, or you uses the trash cans, everybody uses them, and you notice them, but not in a disruptive kind of way, right? So yeah. um, that's what got us started on it, and. So Sarah pointed out, and I did not know this, that, so correct, you can correct me if I am wrong here, but that Walt Disney was the person who created the uh, lid and flap on a trash can. Before that, trash cans did not have lids or flap. Maybe if they had a lid, they did not have a flap. And he created this and people thought he was crazy. And he was like, well, it keeps the smell out and... Now everybody, now everybody does it. <laughs> you know what I think is funny though, is that now like both Disneyland and Disney World, because of COVID, they don't use the flaps and they're permanently like, well, not permanently, but they're held open. So you don't uh -huh. have to touch anything. <laughs> so now they're going back to exactly what Walt didn't want, which is no flaps, but it's because we want to limit the things that we touch. But I just listening to you guys talk, I'm like, huh, the last few times I've been somewhere Disney, they don't have, like, they're not using the flaps. <laughs> That's so funny. funny. You come full circle. <laughs> yes. So yeah, when Disney, when Walt Disney was designing Disneyland, um, you know, he didn't, and he had noticed in, you know, other theme parks around the world that, or amusement parks around the world, um, that the trash can smelled. And he did not want that for Disneyland. So he went to manufacturers and asked them to put, you know, lids and, you know, tried to sort of sell the idea to manufacturers and they laughed at him. <laughs> they were like, that's ridiculous. Who would do that? What's the point? Uh, and, you know, fast forward to a few years later, everybody was putting a lid and a flap on a trash can. Yeah. And sadly, Walt didn't, because the response was so negative, he never patented the idea. So 
lost opportunity there, but yeah. uh, which is why I think, and I think I, I, this is pure speculation on my point, but Disney slaps a patent on everything these days. And I think it all sort of goes back to that. But, well, I feel right. bad for Walt. Like probably how many times in his life was he told he was crazy or he didn't know what yeah. he was talking about. And like, now look at what exactly. he's created yeah. because he's like, well, forget you. I'm just going to do it anyway. Yep. Yeah. And I, I have heard the story that he wanted trash cans X number of feet apart because yes. he, they they kind of tested that out. If they were a few more feet apart, then somebody might just throw their trash on the ground. Yeah, and, I think it's something like you at a Disney park. You're never more than I think twenty steps away from a trash can. That might not be the right number, but it's you know X number of steps. Like that. Yeah, it's true uh, because have a water bottle that I want to recycle because I'm a crazy person and I will not just throw it in a trash can. I look for one of the recycling bins that they have. Like yep. I get frustrated if I have to walk. Like, what do you mean one's not right here? Like, yeah. Frustrated. Yeah. I don't feel so guilty about it at Disney parks because they do sort their trash, but I, if I can throw it in the recycling, that saves them a step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have to do it. Yeah. Reduce, reuse, yeah. recycle. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up um, is this one I think most people are aware of is the audio animatronics. Obviously, Walt Disney was the first company to create what we now know as audio animatronics. So moving, lifelike, <laughs> you know, creatures designed for entertainment, Carousel of Progress, Pirates of the Caribbean, It's a Small World. These were all innovations. Um that were sort of originally seen for the first time at the World's Fair. Yeah. Um, and that, and I think that the, probably the biggest hit and the breakthrough of the 1964 World's Fair was the Lincoln audio mm -hmm. animatronic the, for Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And, of course, it's been updated throughout the years. But it's a fascinating show. And it's a really amazing audio animatronic for sure. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like, I, I mean, obviously we know, I, I feel like it's such a popular story. Everybody knows Disney invented this, but I feel like what those people must have thought back in the 60s when they saw Lincoln, they saw the, the Tiki Room birds, and now we're just like, oh, that's no big deal. But then you get to go to things like Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai, and you see that Davy Jones animatronic, and you're just like, what am I looking at? Like They mm -hmm. just keep getting better and better and it's yeah it's so amazing to me yeah like the shaman on navi river journey like navi yeah. river journey to me is like a, it's a fine attraction if i've got some time to kill but i will ride it just for the shaman at the end yeah. because yeah. they are yeah. it's just an amazing example of audio animatronics well um, i mean we could go completely um on a rant about this one, so we're gonna say it and then move on. Oh, is, oh nope, nope. If you preface it like that, because mm -mm. uh, you yeah. know I will lose my mind about it. You know, I will go well, yeah. the best audio animatronic that Disney has created is the Yeti from Expedition Everest. No, it isn't because it doesn't work. <laughs> it was amazing when it did work, and I did get to see it when it did work, and it was amazing. Now, hashtag for the Yeti. There's a whole bunch of things about apparently how what it takes to fix it. But man, was that thing cool. So I love that. Has anybody else seen the Joe Rody tweet where he said that um, he was traveling and he like he went up to a TSA agent. The TSA agent was like unpacking his stuff and looked at him and was like, when are you going to fix that Yeti? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I told you guys when I worked there, like I was legitimately in the conference room where they had mathematical formulas yeah. on the dry board trying to figure it out. Like they're yeah. they're working. It's just not possible at the moment. So. Yeah. 
Hashtag free the Yeti. Okay. Okay. So maybe the maybe the best audio animatronic then might be Lucky the dinosaur, because he actually worked. I have to say, I think the audio animatronic for Rise of the Resistance, in my opinion, the new one. Yeah. I don't want to say too much about it because a lot of people haven't seen it, but yeah. I I think that might be the most. I literally spent like when we were writing it. I literally spent the first minute going, "Is that <laughs> real or audio animatronic?" Yeah. Like, Real? <laughs> Maybe the guy in Smuggler's or... Run too in the pre-show. I don't know what his name is because I don't watch Star uh-huh. Wars. But like that guy, like I the first thirty well, seconds I'm thinking I watched, of. Maybe he's he Smuggler's Run. Yeah. I, like I couldn't figure it out. But I will say Hondo. My, Hondo. Hondo. That's who I'm thinking yeah. of. Maybe that's okay. Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Sorry. My okay. personal favorite animatronic that I'm like, oh, I, like I just I can't figure it out is the. Um, Davy Jones at the Pirates in Shanghai. And like you get so close to him. He's like a foot from you. Like it's yeah. amazing. So they I mean they just keep getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. It really is amazing. Um, you know, and it's 2020, and at this point I would welcome our robot overlords. So saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, moving on. Um, the Omnimover. So people who You've all been, if you've listened to this podcast, chances are you have been on an Omnimover attraction. The Omnimover simply prefers to a continuously loading ride vehicle. So think it's a small world, think Pirates of the Caribbean, think Peter Pan's flight, think you know, any of those things that where the ride just continually moves. The Wedway People Mover is another example of the type of Omnimover. Um, that, again, was designed for It's a Small World at the 1964 World's Fair and then applied to other attractions. Pirates of the Caribbean, according to Disney Urban Legend, was originally designed to be a walkthrough attraction and with the popularity of It's a Small World and then they realized how many more people they could get through it in an hour, it became a boat ride. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, even like... um... So the the people mover and then like Kali River Rapids have the same. It's that turning mm-hmm. thing um, and Spaceship Earth. It's a it's a turntable yep. that you get to, and I think that's that's a really cool way to slow slow it down and then you slow it down and then they can control what you see. Like they, I think they were so smart in, and I think this comes from their uh, their movie making background, right? Like they mm-hmm. were they were in the movie business and they were telling stories and this is what they wanted you to see. And they came to the theme park as movie makers telling a story, not just a, Hey, we're going to put you on this ride. They, they created the whole atmosphere. And with those ride systems, it was really a solution to, Hey, we don't want you looking over here because there's, you know, maybe there's some mechanical stuff we don't want you to see. We need you focused here right now. How do we do that? And I, it's so smart that they came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible. Uh, And really those, that type of ride is to me, really just a sort of an iconic Disney thing. You know, like when you think about that type of ride, you automatically associate it with Disney. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, so we're talking about the 1964 World's Fair specifically. That's the one that Disney did most of, that's not not most of hit the stuff that was there, but Disney had a lot to do with it. But the things that predate that, such as Peter Pan's flight at Disneyland, um, that does not have an Omnimover system and has never been updated. It stops and you get on and then Oh yeah, I said, I said that, but you're right, it doesn't. I was, but, I was but it, for some reason. But at Walt Disney World, which came after the World's Fair, it does, you know, okay. so I don't, I have never understood why they have not updated those older rides at Disneyland to have an Omnimover, but they never have, so. Hmm. Interesting. 
I don't know. People people at Disneyland get very upset if you change anything. So yes, that's true. <laughs> that might just be it. Yes. Uh, all right. So the next one I found, and this I thought was fascinating because it just would never have occurred to me that Disney was the innovator on something like this because it it seems like something that would always have been the case. But um, sort of queue management, line management, and the concept of a switchback line. So as opposed to, you know, so when people line up to get into something, they go one behind the other, right, in a long straight line. Disney uses what are called switchbacks, which is where the line sort of does a 180 on itself, right, and sort of stacks, you know. Any time you've ever stood in just about any queue in Walt Disney World, you've been in a switchback. Um, there are very few queues that don't use a switchback anymore. Uh, well, Space Mountain, I think, work. is the only one I can think of off the top of my head, but... Yeah, that one just goes straight. Well, no, even in the at the top when you I get to the loading area. Back. Yeah, yep, yep. But this end. was super interesting to me because I never think about the lines. It's just you're in a line, and this mm-hmm. is what you like. Who knew that that didn't exist before Disney? Like nobody thought of. Like there was no place on Earth where the lines were so long that they like didn't come up with a solution. And it just it's right. mind boggling. Yeah. Yep. Did you yep. guys ever see that, um, I guess it came out in the late 90s, that movie with John Travolta called Michael, where he was like that angel? The, the anyway. archangel, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he said in that movie that he he invented lines. Before he invented them, everybody else was just standing around. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll give him credit for that, but then Walt Disney credit for, for switchbacks. Switchbacks. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, Disney has continued to innovate the way people wait in line with interactive queues and um, virtual queues and all kinds of things. So that is, you know, crowd management for sure is like a you could do an entire podcast series, I think, on crowd management techniques that yeah. Disney has. But but look how fast they can. I mean, not just now for COVID, because obviously they had to change some things up with how fast they can get somebody out there to make you go this way through the switchbacks and that their management system of moving one rope or bar <laughs> to change the entire back. thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fascinating to one little just, chain from a little bloop to bloop. And then you're in a completely different place. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is, it is fascinating. Yeah. Um, th- you know, and it's funny, I, I'm not a natural student. I don't love school. I'll put that out there. But I swear if there was a course on just like the history of like crowd management techniques at Disney, I would be, I would consider taking it. (laughs) Just think it's fascinating. Um, All right. So up next, public transportation. Now, anybody that listened to our Patreon extra last week will understand why when I suggested this, Heather was... (laughs) I don't believe, I don't think Disney's very good at this, but that's just me. (laughs) However, all things being relative, (laughs) they're actually on the whole very, very good at it. Um, Because, and you know, again, this is something that you don't really think of. You know, you think of public transportation in cities. Well, Disney World is essentially a city at 40 square miles and with hundreds of thousand people that they're moving every day. It, it, you know, it basically qualifies as the, you know, the public transportation for a small metro area. Um, and they do a, an incredible job with it, really. I mean, you know, Heather was like, well, but you know, that bus, and I said, trust me, if you were in New York City, you wouldn't have had any better luck with that bus. 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like the last time I was in New York, they also have a tracking system and they let you know when your next bus is coming. Maybe so, but I think that Disney did it before that for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm in New York City all the time. I've never seen well, a wait time screen. <laughs> oh, I have. I absolutely yeah. have. And they have them somewhere here in LA too, not everywhere. But yeah. Um, but I will say, Disney's, again, this is COVID only, COVID only, everyone. They're not tracking their buses now. There are the screens are not on. They cannot tell you. They don't even have a cast member there to tell you. So current situation, nobody's tracking buses. They're just not. Yeah. Under normal circumstances, though, Disney. Oh yeah, that was great. Like, who didn't love that? Like, oh okay, we just have to be here for six minutes. It'll be fine. But no, I don't think Disney's particularly good at this. But that's fine. Whatever. Uh, and then also under the heading of sort of public transportation is my personal favorite, the Wedway People Mover. I love the People Mover. I love yeah. People Mover so much. It is a completely unique um, method of transportation. It was originally designed to be a part of Epcot um, when they, you know, when Walt was conceiving of Epcot as an actual community, the Wedway People Mover was intended to be the method of public transportation around the community. Um so the fact that it is now just around the Magic Kingdom speaks to me very because <laughs> I would yeah. love it. I would love it if that was how you like got around Walt Disney World. Like how fantastic would that be? It would make me so happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, it's unique because of the way it's, it's used. Like it's not on a track. I mean, yes, it's on a track, but, it, but it's used with magnets, not with wheels. And yep. that's what powers it is the, yes. is the magnets and stuff. And that's very cool. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of science behind it, and I don't understand any no, of it. No, no, no. But I'm not even pretending. <laughs> but I like how it goes around and around. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, here's it is, something. It's such a smooth ride. That's what makes mm-hmm. me so happy about it. Yeah. I wish. I really wish that we went in more of a Jetsons type direction in the mm-hmm. world. Like, okay, it's just instead of a subway, you had the People Mover, and I like I would commute every day if I got to just sit down and hang out on the People Mover. Right. Yeah. Also, I want my flying car, and where's my Rosie? That's my other question. Rosie, and I told you the other day, I want that thing that they have where they wake up and you just sit in a chair and they do your hair and brush your teeth and wash your face and do your makeup. Yep. I want that. Yep, that too. Well, I'm pretty sure this is you too. Like when you're on the people mover and you go past that lady who's just in the hood and they've got yep, her hair. That's going exactly it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, oh, I, I, I feel like your Dyson kind of does that a little bit. Like yeah. your Dyson hair wrap thing. It's a, like, I think it's as close as we get right now. <laughs> I, know, but I still have to stand there and hold it. Like, I just want to sit there and do nothing. Like I'm half asleep. <laughs> you're going to do my hair and makeup. Everything's good to yeah. go. <laughs> when um, my hair wrap is amazing. <laughs> Well, here's something that was is not on our list, but I just thought of it. I don't know if Disney invented this or not, but the rides now are becoming more and more of the trackless system. Disney did is, invent that. Okay, so there we go. So this is not new with like Ratatouille and some of the other stuff that's come out. This is um, it, this goes all the way back to like Ellen's Energy Adventure and the Great Movie Ride. Those were trackless uh, through there. I have no idea how those things worked, but it's very, very cool. Um, it's just a, such a neat way to move you out, you know, throughout the attraction. So Yeah. And so I think technically Universe of Energy and Great Movie Ride were not, I don't know if they, they somehow are differentiated from the current generation of trackless. Sure ride vehicles that like Ratatouille uses. Uh Um, Those, I guess, were developed initially in 
I don't remember whether, whether it was Tokyo or Shanghai. They were used there first. Yeah. And then Ratatouille in France. And then now they're coming to yeah. you know, Walt Disney World. Well, I know uh, Hong Kong has them at Mystic Manor. Uh-huh. And I think Shanghai, that might have been the first one. Shanghai is, is way cooler because they do the same type of thing at their Pirates of the Caribbean, but in the water. So your boat is like, I'm telling you, it's like, you can't even call it Pirates of the Caribbean. It doesn't compare yeah. to what we know. It's really cool. Yeah. Pooh's Honey Hunt in Tokyo is So it's, yeah. 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 I, 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 I know it originated in Asia. I don't know enough about the Asian parks to know what the first one was, but, um, but yes, you're right, Charlotte. That was also a Disney um, innovation that I came across in my, um, in my research, in my extensive awesome. half hour of research that I did prior to recording today. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So the last one that I had on my list was the magic bands. And actually, Charlotte, you added this to the list, yeah. I think, at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we, well, we talked about, you know, how they track the public transit and that's what reminded me of it. They can, between the app and the magic bands, they pretty much know where you are <laughs> in the parks at any time. They, if you you notice, if you pull up your app on the phone about mobile order, for example, and you say you're in Tomorrowland, they say, okay, here's Cosmic Rays. Maybe you want to go there or Anti Gravities or you know what, launching uh, the launching pad. So, but of course, you can pick it somewhere else. But they know where you are all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't wear magic bands, the, the tickets that they give you are RFID tickets. They still know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it's> super creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of you that don't wear the magic bands because you don't want to be tracked, bad news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can turn off location services on your phone so that they, you know, so that they don't know. But I do find that it is much better experience if you don't have to go find where you are every single time and filter yeah. it out i find that it's better um if they do that but yeah those magic bands are so very cool and they use rfid and the fact that you can scan it to get into the parks you can use it if it's a dining plan you can use it to pay to go back to your room um to charge it to your room it's just such a cool concept that I think is way better. And the fact that you don't have to dig into your pocket or purse every time mm-hmm. to, you know, for a credit card or something. It's just a really unique experience. Yeah. Slight tangent, but since you brought it up, um, <laughs> I just want to mention that Walt Disney World is going to start charging for Magic Bands starting January 1st, 2021. Magic Bands are no longer included with the cost of your Walt Disney World stay. Thoughts? I don't understand why. They would do that. I mean, like as it is now, if you don't want a plain one, you can upgrade and pay for that, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think it's I think it's kind of sad that they're making people pay for them. I actually was thinking about this this morning because I was doing a quote for somebody and was talking about magic bands. Um, and I think like my first thought was Disney so desperately wanted people to use magic bands when they first came out because you know people don't like change and so they knew that if they didn't give them away for free and just automatically send them to you nobody was going to use them mm-hmm. now everybody knows about magic bands people love magic bands and they you know they get the custom ones and all of this so they no longer have to give them for free and in typical disney fashion if they can get away with charging for something they're going to and i think that was the next step and i think it also has a little bit to do with the fact that most people or not most people, but people who go often have so many magic bands. 
that maybe this is a way for them to kind of like weed out who needs it and who doesn't. I don't yeah. know. And they have yeah. said, um, I think there was one statement that they were talking about magic bands and they were saying that it was, it was a way to sort of reduce plastic, you know, plastic usage and sort of a reduce, reuse, recycle kind of thing. I don't know if I entirely buy that argument, but yeah. <laughs> but we'll go with it because it does. I mean, I I have so many. I think I have fifteen. I counted for this past oh. trip. I have so many bands. I mean, I know you guys do too, so it, yeah. it doesn't bother me because they all still work, and so I'm just gonna use my continue to use my magic bands because maybe a lot of people don't know that you can reuse magic bands. You don't yeah. need a new one for every trip, yeah. um, but eventually you know, five, six years down the line, maybe those don't work anymore. And then I'm going to have to buy one. But at that point, maybe they're onto a whole new technology. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I think they say that the average battery life is two years, but I definitely have. I'm going to call BS on that because I definitely have them from 2013 when they first came out and they still work because I definitely used one on this past trip. Yeah. Yeah. Hot hot mansion. Um, Yep. Mine stopped, finally, it finally stopped working. Mine, mine works. Yeah, mine stopped working. So, yeah, I, know, I so. would like to see an option where, you know, they would send you one free per year, mm-hmm. and then if you wanted extras, you wanted a different one for different trips, different stays, or whatever, you could pay for them. But yeah. like, you know what? For your first trip of the year, we'll send you a free Magic Band. You know, after that, you're on your own. But I think that maybe they do that with annual pass holders. Um, but I don't maybe. know if they're still going to still do that. Maybe they found a lot of people, or especially at least returning guests, were choosing to upgrade and customize anyway. And so now mm-hmm. they're just like, eh, whatever. But I don't know. I don't think they should be charging for them. I really don't. Like, you're the one that wants people to use these things. You're not... Like, especially are- right now when they're really trying to push the contactless payment methods, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle of COVID, I don't know if this is the right time to start charging people for your contactless payment method. Let me talk to you about the contactless payment too, because this was a thought I had while I was there. It's not really contactless. They're still requiring you to put in your PIN code, which is fine because I don't want anybody just picking up my magic band off the floor if I lose it and go charging things. But you can't tell me it's contactless if I still have to then go and plug in my code and then I have to use hand sanitizer after because I just touched a touchpad that everybody has touched. Yeah. So it's not really contactless. Yeah. And one of these days, and I say this to the cast member every time, because one of these days, when I want something shipped back to my resort or to my home, it's going to be on that band, and I should not have to fill out that green piece of paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you have all this information. And I always say it in a nice way, like, when are they going to do this? And they're always like, I don't know, but, you know, it, it makes no sense. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you get something shipped back to your resort, hotel, or home, you have this long... Uh, carbon copy paper. You feel like you're closing on a mortgage, basically. Yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> and then the line is growing behind you as you're printing yeah. this out. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's on my magic band. Every bit of information is on my magic band. I should just be able to swipe it and say, send it to my hotel. Yeah. And click a done. button and yeah. like, or tell them, like, choose hotel. Also, yeah. um, <laughs> Because COVID, they're not doing that now anyway. They'll ship to your home, but not to your hotel. So that's frustrating when you have to carry around your giant haunted mansion tombstone that you bought. (laughs) (laughs) Not that she's speaking from experience. No, definitely not me. I didn't buy that or anything. (laughs) All right. Well, so that does it uh, for this episode, except that we had one very special extra thing that Charlotte wanted to talk about this week. 
Yes, I do. I feel like that if this helps one person, I will feel satisfied. Um, if it helps no one, I'll still feel satisfied. But I want everybody to take a moment and think about your mental health. This is a really, really hard time. We've been going through this for way longer than we thought we would. And we're, it's not going to end anytime soon. So just take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Reach out to somebody if you need somebody to talk to. There's plenty of low-cost or maybe even free uh, counseling services that you can do online. There's, you know, send, it, send an email to a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Just do something to take care of your mental health because this is, it's rough. We're all, <laughs> I mean, we're all going through it. It's terrible. And you know, that there's, there's days when we're all like, Oh, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm so tired of being stuck at home and, and all of that. And then we get frustrated. And if you don't have somebody that you could talk to, please find somebody, please get it out there. Take care of yourself. Yeah. And give yourself the grace to, to feel those feelings, that it's okay if you're depressed. It is okay if you're feeling anxious. It's okay if you're me and you're feeling both those things yeah. on the same day. It's okay, you know. Try not to sort of, you know, I personally, I know, you know, I've struggled with depression, anxiety my entire life. It, this has been no different. Um, but I sometimes feel like, well, everybody's going through this. So I don't really have the right to feel, you know, how I'm feeling or whatever, because we're all in this together. But that's, that's really, that's not fair. And it's not compassionate. You know, yeah. So if you're feeling that way, just know that it's okay, that you're not alone, that yeah. millions of other people are feeling the same way. And asking for help is an act of strength, not an act of weakness. Yeah, exactly. I, I said the other day that um, I wasn't feeling great, that it, you know, it start, it's getting to me and things like that. And Sarah said, well, if it makes you feel any better, I've been going through it too. And I said, I mean, in a way it does make me feel better, but it doesn't because I don't want you to go through right. that either. Right. But it does. It, it makes me feel better to have somebody who I, it, you know what? That's great. I, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but I'm happy that I have somebody who knows what I feel. Yeah. And I promise you, everybody knows what you're feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, then you can no longer say that you don't know somebody else who feels that way because you know yeah. us. Yeah. And look, we're not qualified to help you in any way. But then if, you, <laughs> if you want to send me an email and say, this is what, this is what I'm feeling, feel free. I, like I said, I'm not qualified to help you, but I can listen. You know, it's, it's fine. I just need you as my... Listener, as my new friend in the podcast world, I need you to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Charlotte texted us the other day and said, I want to say this. And we were both like, yes, yes you please. should. <laughs> <laughs> say it loudly for those in the back. <laughs> Rew um, Look, rewind this part and listen to it over and over, over again. Over and over and over again if you have to. <sighs> and do the things, self-care I, I always chafe a little bit at the term self-care and I don't know why I shouldn't, but it looks different for different people. Mm -hmm. So my self-care is not going to be the same as Charlotte's self-care. It's not going to be the same as Heather's self-care. It's not going to be the same as your, the listener's self-care. So do what works for you and don't let anybody tell you that what works for you is wrong. Yeah. And it doesn't have 
to be the same all the time. Some days my self-care is yoga in the morning. Uh, some days it's going for a hike with my dog. Some days it is a bubble bath. Um, sometimes I will use the mindfulness setting on my Fitbit app and other days it is sitting out in my backyard with a book and a glass of wine or maybe three glasses of wine. It just, <laughs> every day you may need something different and that's okay. Yep. 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 Mine yesterday was half a bag of peppermint uh, candy cane Milanos. So, you know, there's no judgment here. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm kind of judging because how do you get to have those already? We still only have pumpkin spice things oh, in our stores. They came out this week. They came out, all the peppermint. All the peppermint has descended and I'm the happiest person on the planet. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, also, which reminds me, this is our last podcast before Halloween. So happy Halloween. Yay. Yay. Wow. Happiest, well, second happiest day of the year. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not like I feel like so unprepared for Halloween because I'm not. I mean, because we're not hosting trick or treaters. So yes, obviously I'm not prepared. But yeah. it's it's so it's such a weird feeling. For yeah, me. yeah. We did. Um, we're doing the goodie bags on the table, sitting ten feet behind, so that we can admire all of these small trick or treaters. I bought candy though, like I still live in a time in a neighborhood where I'm going to get hundreds of trick-or-treaters. So yeah. I, I think- only have like two bags of candy. Cause I was like, I know we're not going to get that. Watch me get like a billion, but I was like, don't yeah. do it. Don't buy a ton of candy. You're going to have leftover. Yeah. I bought, I, I bought like oh, over a hundred little goodie bags. I've only made up 50, but then I sent a bunch to, I'm sending a bunch to um, my sons. My son works at home goods. So if you work in the home goods in that he works at, just go Good ask news. He's coming with candy. He's coming with candy goodie bags on Saturday. Yeah. 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 We yeah. bought so our, we... go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I said, we bought our um, little tube that we're going to make into our candy dispensing system. Justin has to build the stand for it. Yeah. And then I'm going to decorate it. And I got all spiders and cobwebs and everything for like the three kids that will yeah. trick or treat around here. Now, of course I made this plan about sitting outside behind the table and making all the, and then found out that it's supposed to snow here on Friday and still be really cold on Saturday. So well, well, here it is beautiful during the day, but because I live in Southern California and we don't have humidity at night, it's freezing cold. It's like supposed to be a 42 at night on Halloween. I'm like, Oh my God, we're going to build a fire. I'm like, it's great. Yeah. All is here. Well, we are going to, um, there's a, a local farm here that has, you can buy pumpkins and some other things too. They've got strawberries and then they have a corn maze. And so mm-hmm. I already booked our tickets. So we're going to go, it will go during the day, but I told my daughter, she could wear her costume and we'll take pictures yes. and all of that. So excellent. Uh, what is this? Is, um, you have to wait and see. This is the first year I have not made you her a costume. Too. I know. I know. But our listeners don't. I know we know. They oh. don't know. Oh. Um, Oh, if you already know, then I don't care. We um, know. We know. You told us. <laughs> she's going to be, sometimes I don't tell people, she's going to be Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz, um, which I, I'm excited for her. She's just recently got into that movie. This is the first year I have not made her costume, and I feel really that's bad about know, it. Because we got the guilty, I can't yeah. believe I'm not making her costume for yes. the first time. Yeah, that's why but I know. guys, <laughs> I mean, I could have made it. Poppy's costume yes. either, and she's yeah, this co- this costume was less than $30, and I couldn't have made it for less than 50 You do not need to make excuses for not making I, that costume. Like, why is, is this a thing that you've put on you, or is this yes. a thing Nora has put on you? No, no. it's totally No, she doesn't care. You can She's make totally a costume for me if it'll make you feel better. <laughs> um, she, uh, I do have to make her a, a, a wand. 
I do have to make her oh, a one. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. But it came with the crown. It came with the crown. It came with it was the. How did it not come with a wand? I don't know. The girl in the picture has a wand, but it said then small print wand not included. So I don't mind. I don't mind making. That's it's easy. I can make a wand. Can I say something that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about Halloween? But I'm. It's kind of annoying to me is there's a radio commercial here in L.A. that I don't even know what the commercial is for because I yell at the radio every time it comes on. But it's just two people having a conversation and the girl is like oh, something about Dorothy. And the guy is like, what Dorothy? And the girl's like, you know, from like with the shoes. And I'm like, does anybody not know the Wizard of Oz anymore? Have we progressed that far in time that when you I say Dorothy, you don't automatically think of the Wizard of Oz? this commercial i think it's ridiculous <laughs> I know, it's like nora's eight or nine years old. how old is nora eight nine 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 don't tell me she doesn't know what the wizard like little kids know what the wizard of oz is everybody knows the wizard of oz that's never going to go out of style yeah that's all uh, is forever <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so that does it for episode 104 of the disney park princess podcast be sure to follow us on facebook on instagram um be sure to like our facebook page as well as join our group if you would like to support this content the way to get us to be able to create more content the you know um more we have put our youtube podcast now um because they were just too time consuming they take a lot of time and a lot of effort um and just we weren't getting the return on them and unfortunately when you're running a business you have to think about the type of return you're getting on the time you spend so however if you would like to see more youtube videos and things like that the best way that you can do that is to support us on patreon so patreon.com slash disney park princess we also have merchandise you can find a link um, to our merchandise on our Patreon page. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get a discount on our merchandise. So we have do less, enjoy more mugs. We have Disney Park Princess t-shirts and tote bags and phone cases and uh, face masks because 2020. <laughs> uh, and in the month of October, we are donating 50% of all of the proceeds from our merchandise to a pet charity that is supporting uh, cast members who have been furloughed or laid off and, um, helping them to make sure that they are able to keep their pets and companion animals. So that's it. We will be back next week. Next week, we're actually going to have a guest. Just Ooh, friends. Rarity. Yes. New, new Disney park princess friend. We are recording that interview uh, tomorrow actually, but that will be up on next week's podcast. So, um, I'm not going to say too much about it because interviews can always fall through. You never know. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, just in case. I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, so anyway, that does it for episode 104. Thanks for watching. Talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.